Welcome to the Almost 30 Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Krista. And we're your hosts, guides, and friends on this path. Almost 30 is not about your age. It's about the feeling. All of us are almost something, seeking community and resources to support the rumblings of transformation within us. Our conversations are deep dives, shepherded by our insatiable curiosity and desire for connection, enduring inspiration, and a sense of levity that we can all benefit from. We're looking to find the magic in the human experience. Buckle up, baby. Your evolution is waiting. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the show. It's Lindsay Simsick. This is a solo episode, a solo dolo with one of your girls. We do solos every single month on topics that are just kind of cooking in our hearts. Oftentimes, they're inspired by all of you out there listening. We talk to you in our DMs and in person, and we get really inspired to bring certain conversations to the show that we feel would be best had in this format. So where we can go really deep, really honest. And today I wanted to talk about dating done differently, baby. I was single for seven years. This might be old news to a lot of you out there who's like, yeah, yeah, I know. But it was a long time. And during that time, I really had an opportunity to shift the way that I was approaching dating. And with summer coming up, I really feel like the summer vibe gives us this little permission slip to really rejuvenate some areas in our lives that might be a little lifeless, a little autopilot-y, and a bit unintentional. So I want to make this the summer that those of you who are dating, you are going to do dating differently. It is going to feel different. It is going to be a more fun and fulfilling experience. It is going to be an experience where you can really remain in your truth and in your body. And you can really receive the gifts in the moment that dating offers. I know so many of my friends who are now dating a lot of the conversations that we have are candidly around how tough dating is and how exhausting it is, you know, another date and not my person. And I totally get it. I have been there. And I do believe that we are missing out on some really beautiful opportunities when it comes to meeting another person who is also willing to meet another person other opportunities to meet ourselves, to know ourselves better, and to get closer to meeting the person that hopefully we're going to develop a deep, uh, long-term, if that's what you desire, relationship with. So I want to talk about dating done differently in this episode. It was inspired by all of you who I talked to in the DMs and in the Sacredness of Being Single program. I just added a new module to the Sacredness of Being Single program. So if you're already in there, you have access to this new module. If you are thinking about joining the Sacredness of Being Single, this is a self-study program that I created in the wake of my single season because it was the most powerful, potent season of my life to set the tone for every other season moving forward. And I really believe so wholeheartedly that if we take this season seriously, if we understand the opportunities that it gifts us, that we can have an 
incredible experience during this season and beyond. So I added this new module because I was getting so many questions about dating and I wanted to provide a place in the program where you could feel really supported by me, your kind of like dating little guide BFF in your ear. So I created this like beautiful audio series where we talk about things like intention. We talk about revisiting the list that you've created. I know we all have our list somewhere. It's in that notebook, in that drawer. How to know when your heart is open and ready. We talk about the energetics of the apps. I share daily practices to call on a partner. I give you a pre-date grounding, which I think is so important. I talk about the pre-date pep talk. Well, I give you a pre-date pep talk. And it's really fun because we all kind of need that little boost of confidence and energy and perspective right before we step into something that's a little bit scary, maybe outside of our comfort zone and more in this module. So all that to say, it's there for you. If you are being called, check out sacrednessofbeingsingle.com. We meet once a month for 90 minutes in our sacredness circle. It is a special, special time. This really helps the work to integrate and being in community during this season. Y'all, there is truly nothing better. So I'm here for questions. If you have any, just DM me at Lindsay Simsick, but let's get into it. I am juggling quite a bit lately. I have a new baby, um, six months in, and uh, we are finishing our book and running a business and a marriage and a house. And um, it's just a lot, but everything is all good and just my dream, but it's a lot. But I have found that if my health routine is on point, then everything runs smoothly. And one huge piece of that routine is my supplementation. And Symbiotica has just always been a constant in my routine. Uh, If you haven't heard of Symbiotica, they're a health and wellness company that does everything with intention. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Like I know them. (laughs) Shervine has been on the podcast many times. I just have seen how passionate, how incredibly intelligent, how dedicated he is to creating products um, that are clean, plant-based, without toxic or harmful chemicals, which we need more of that in the world. Um, So let me just run you through what I'm taking. Um, I take the vitamin D3 K2. It's the liposomal form. I just squirt 12 little pumps in my mouth every single morning. I also take their B12. Um, I'm also obsessed with the liposomal vitamin C. I have these little packets whether it's winter or whatever season, it's obviously great for immunity, but it also um, is amazing because it has biotin, one of nature's most beautifying ingredients. Uh, So I've seen an improvement in my skin, hair, and nail growth as well. I do have mom brain, um, but I'm doing my best to just support my brain health in any way. So for brain health, focus and memory, I really love taking their liposomal magnesium L-threonate. It's an innovative form of magnesium that is able to cross the blood brain barrier. It supports brain health, mood, immune system function, and overall well-being. It's incredible and tastes amazing. It's like this yummy vanilla cream flavor. That's the thing with uh, Symbiotica products. They taste unbelievable. So it really makes taking all of these supplements so easy, so yummy. And I actually look forward to it. So if you want to give Symbiotica a try, there is no better time 
right now is the time. Symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A. Use our code ALMOST30, 20% off site-wide. So major. And then when you bundle and subscribe, which I highly recommend because you never want to run out of anything, uh, you're going to get an extra discount. So just do it up. Symbiotica.com and use the code ALMOST30 for 20% off site-wide. Okay. I need to introduce you to a revolutionary new app, um, Superhuman. I have been doing these superhuman activations every single morning for the last three weeks. Let me just tell you, I kind of fell off of my game after I had the baby. Most of my time and energy was going to him still is, but I have been able to carve out time in the morning before I get into the swing with him. And I've been doing these activations. I do a lot of the shorter ones because I don't have a ton of time, but let me just say, this is new. Like this is a new type of audio that, um, are super energizing and really specifically designed to transform you into your future self. So I know a lot of us want to manifest things. I know a lot of us are thinking about planning for the future. Um, but a lot of us feel stuck. And so I've just felt like this has unstuck me in just the most beautiful way. So I've been doing a lot of their pep talks. I've been doing some of their writing activations. Uh, this morning I did the three morning questions. It was a seven minute, really vibey writing activation that I love. So I had my journal out. Um, yesterday I did a pep talk, uh, about tackling procrastination. There's a part of me that procrastinates quite a bit. So I'm just, I love this. I love this. There's going to be an activation for you for this moment, for this day. Uh, it's incredibly supportive. So we actually interviewed Mimi Bouchard, the founder, not too long ago. Check out that interview. Uh, and we have a sample of one of the activations on our feed. So you can check that out as well. It's way easier to implement into your routine and far more effective than any other audio app out there. I've just noticed that I'm doing it much more consistently. So please don't miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts. On top of the 14-day free trial, get over 60% off your subscription for a limited time only at activation.com slash almost 30. Literally, there is no risk. If you change your mind and forget to cancel after the trial, you're covered by their money back guarantee. The offer is only available through their website, not on the app store. So that's activations.com slash almost 30 for 60% off. It expires soon. I wanted to bring in some elements of this new module for you. So first I wanna talk about intention. So oftentimes when we step out into the dating world where we're like, okay, I'm ready. I'm gonna go out on dates. Who's gonna ask me out or who should I ask out or who should I swipe right and who should I swipe left? Oftentimes, we are stepping into that realm without an intention, and quickly we are swept up by our emotions. We are swept up by our expectations not being met, swept up by the technological aspect of dating that is so prominent now. We are swept up by everything outside of ourselves, rather than being grounded and anchored 
within our center by a clear intention. So what does this look like? What does this look like? Really great question. So an intention can be as simple as saying out loud or in your heart or writing down how you want to feel, how you want to be in this moment that you are approaching. So say it's before a date. My intention on this date is to feel centered, calm, and confident. My intention is to be a great listener and to not anticipate what I'm going to say, but rather be so in the moment that I let the conversation flow. My intention is to drop my expectations and be surprised and allow myself to be surprised. So you kind of get the feel, right? Intention really centers around how you will be and how you want to feel as you approach an experience. Why is it so important? And we've talked about intention on the show, so I know I am not giving you like new information, but in the context of dating, we forget. So I am going to remind you. Why is it so important? Your intention will clear the distortions in your dating field. And y'all, we got to keep it real clear. Got to keep it real clear or you're going to start to attract some wonky ass shit. That is the truth. So your intention clears your field and creates your experience, which is kind of a powerful thing to say. This is this creates my experience. Yeah, this is going to create your reality on the date. Why is that so? So when we decide through intention how we want to be and how we want to feel going into an experience, all of a sudden, energetically within us, we reorient. So perhaps our anxieties take a back seat our preconceived notions of how the state should go or how this person might be dissolve a little bit. And things have to reorganize themselves within you and outside of you because you've made that shift. It is that powerful. I see it literally every day in my life. When I set intention, I have a completely different experience. When I don't set an intention, I am swept up by the madness. I am swept up by my anxiety. I am easily impressionable by the outside forces of people, of their emotions, of sounds, of craziness. So doing this really sets you up to have a very solid centered experience. Now, I didn't say that this would set you up to 100% show up and meet the person you're going to be with for the rest of your life, right? But I am more concerned about your experience here because the more that we can be centered and anchored and in our body, the more we can be present. And the more that we can be present, the likelihood of us seeing and receiving the gifts and opportunities of the moment increase by a million. 
don't quote me on a million. We don't know the actual research, but I am a living testament of the power of intention, especially in dating. So I put this to practice way at the end of my single season, way too late, but hey, better late than never. But I started to set intentions before dates. I started to set intentions before I would hop on the apps. I started to set intentions before I would text someone who I was like, you know what? I like this person. I want to like, I want to tell them that. I want to reach out to them. I want to say how much fun I had on the date. I would set intentions. So check yourself. Are you someone who is really putting yourself at the mercy of this whole dating realm? Just take me. I just hope I find someone. Really not taking control and responsibility for what you are bringing to this experience. And I believe that intention is really taking responsibility for your experience. So if nothing else, think of it like that. With my intention, I'm going to take responsibility for my experience. So that's a big one. I think that is one that if you do nothing else to shift or change how you are approaching dating, add an intention at any and every part of this experience and process. Experiment with it. See how it goes and let me know. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Oh, therapy, y'all. I don't know. I just, I don't know what I did before therapy, to be completely honest with you. I think I was kind of a mess, but you know, found it when I was meant to, but I have been going to therapy for about six years now, which is so crazy. So crazy, but it has changed my life and I will continue to invest in therapy for as long as I can. I feel like it has totally, totally made my relationships better, made my career better. I am a better mom. I am a better wife. I'm a better friend. I am a better daughter and sister. Y'all, it's just the gift that keeps on giving. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do, this is it. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you get matched and you're like, yeah, not quite a fit, they make it easy and it's free to change. But I've had a lot of friends try BetterHelp and love it. So I really, really encourage you to start therapy. It's been the best decision I've ever made for myself. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash almost 30 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash almost 30. Okay, now I want to talk about a fun one, revisiting your list. Okay, I have had lists that include physical characteristics only. Anybody else? Like pretty much, right? Like I want him to be above 6'2". I would love for his body type to be athletic, but not too chiseled. And I would love facial hair and I would love his calves to be 13 inches around. I don't know, whatever. But we're really focused on the physical attraction 
that I thought I desired or that I thought would really create a connection or the fireworks that I wanted. And what I was missing was the subtle energy that I wanted to feel in a relationship, the moments, the personality types, the quality of their personality, the values that they held. Because what I know now in relationship, I am married. I've been married, by the time this comes out, I think it's like nine months, which is wild. Not a long time, but you get the gist. So what I know now is that the ever-growing connection and attraction to your partner is not going to be fed solely by their physical attributes. We know the saying like the looks fade, but the something lasts forever. I actually don't, I don't know what that one is. <laughs> I got half of it. But what is really important is the way that this person makes you feel is the quality of your connection through your soul, through your hearts, not just in what you see and what turns you on physically. What I realize is that these qualities that I love so much in my husband, parts of his personality, his values, how he makes me feel, how I make him feel, the frequency of our connection is really what turns me on on many different levels and really what makes me feel secure and safe and peaceful and held and loved. So I want us to just be really honest as we reapproach our list. This is really, really important. You got to be honest with yourself. And we don't want to shame ourselves for focusing on some of the physical stuff. That's okay. I am not here to say, don't specify the body type or the height. If that is important to you, fine. But what I want you to also really think about and be truthful about and articulate specifically are the things that you cannot see, are the subtle energies between you. So how are we going to do that? First of all, we are not going to make a list. It is no longer going to be a list. I am going to invite you to do this exercise. I actually found mine the other day in my little like bedside table. I was like, oh my God, this notebook goes back, way back, way back. Right before I reconnected with Sean, it was about two months before, and I was on a solo trip. I actually read some of this out loud in the Sacredness of Being Single program in the new module, Dating Done Differently. So you can check that out there. But basically, what I did was I had a journal entry that I wrote on this solo trip, and I remember it like it was yesterday. I was so emotional on this trip in the best way. I was just like so deeply in love with who I had become. I was so proud of myself for all the healing that I had done. I was just kind of in awe of my life. And I was also really emotional because 
I felt like he was close. Like I just felt, I can't describe it any other way, but it like made me emotional because I was like, he's right here, you know? And, and so I took pen to paper. I put the word him with a heart at the top of the page. And I started to write basically just this beautiful stream of consciousness description of my future partner. And again, in the program, I read basically all of it out loud. But I really focus on how he makes me feel. For example, he woke me up this morning and I got up to open the curtains, but he pulled me back to bed and was tickling me and we were laughing and we ended up just kind of laughing and talking about life for the next 30 minutes. I lost track of time and then he told me to stay in bed while he grabbed us our coffee. And while he was out there, he put on some music and then came back into the room doing this hilarious like dance in his underwear. And I just love seeing like him in his underwear because his butt is so nice, like something like that. I went ham on this description. It was so specific, so detailed. And I have to say, 95% of what I described, I am married to. I actually read it to Sean the other night and I like got emotional when I was reading it because I was just realizing as I was reading it, as I was looking at him, I'm like, I cannot believe that like you are what I am describing. Like it is just, it was so powerful. So I want to offer this exercise for you because I believe that when we engage our imagination, it is one of the most powerful tools of manifestation. Our imagination is not just for daydreaming and thinking of weird things that'll never happen. Our imagination is so, so powerful and so clear at times because we can create worlds, because we can vision into the future. And so I want us to really lean into that part of us that can, quote, daydream and describe this person. How do they make you feel? Where are you? Where are you waking up? What is the quality of their voice? What things do they do for you that just make you feel so loved? What is your communication style? What do you appreciate about the way that you have disagreements? What are some really special traditions that you both have created within your relationship that you look forward to? Literally anything and everything. So this should be a stream of consciousness, not a written list for you to check off. This is a declaration. This is present tense. And I want you to notice how you feel when you're writing it. I want you to notice how you feel after you write it. Writing in the present tense and really leaning into this world that you are envisioning, this relationship that you are desiring, starts to activate like literally your entire body, your physical body. You might feel a little like, ooh, opening in your heart. You might get chills. It's going to activate your emotional body. You might start to cry. 
it's going to activate your energetic body. You might feel just this like burst of energy and excitement. It's going to activate all parts of you. And this is what is necessary in order to get to the frequency of meeting your partner. That's the secret sauce. So the more that you can be in that frequency, the better. I will add this little bonus practice that I used to do in addition to creating this beautiful stream of consciousness description of your future relationship. You can pretend that you are waking up with them and or going to sleep with them at night. So I would imagine that my partner was next to me in bed and I would imagine what we were talking about. I would talk about it out loud. I would imagine like how he would be holding me. I would imagine just like what we would be wearing and like what time we would eventually go to bed and would he be reading and I'm reading like the whole thing. And I would do it a lot. And again, it would get me into the frequency of like, I'm in a relationship that I love. I'm in a relationship that I have always desired. And my body was like really believing this. And my mind was like, okay, let's believe this, you know, eventually. So it's such a powerful practice. So I offer that to you instead of the list, instead of using the list as this very narrow lens through which you are dating in the world. We have to open up the aperture by opening up our heart. And through these exercises, you are going to be able to feel more into what this relationship is going to be rather than having these markers of what they look like and maybe what they do as a profession, etc. Because you are going to miss some incredible opportunities and people who are going to cross your path along the way that are going to either be that person or guide you closer to that person through the growth and potential lessons and insights you will glean from being present with this person. Got me? Okay, cool. So we're clear. We're revisiting our list and actually like nixing the whole list in general because we are going to get more specific and dreamy and in our bodies and in our emotional bodies and really focus on how we want to feel. Okay, so those are two aspects of this whole dating done differently that I really wanted to bring to you and hammer home to you. Because I think these two practices and these two shifts in perspective can really make quite the difference. The final thing I want to talk about is the energetics of the apps. I was using the apps when I was dating and the jury's out for me on apps. I'll say this. How we approach the apps is everything. Do I think apps are a good thing? For dating in general, I don't know. Do I think they're a bad thing? I don't know. I have many friends who would prove both, right, out there. I didn't end up meeting my person on the apps, but I met amazing people using the apps. So I want us to be open to the possibility that the apps are a tool, the apps are not wielding the power here in your dating experience and that we can create 
a healthier relationship with this technology in order to leverage their potential opportunity within our dating experience. So what I would recommend first is to limit your time on the apps. While I know a lot of people say that dating is a numbers game, and I won't disagree, but that's actually not what I want to focus on at all. Numbers just give me a little anxiety, and I think they take us into our heads rather into our hearts. So I really want to drop us into our hearts. But I want us to create a healthier time relationship with the apps because what tends to happen, just like social media, is that we find ourselves on these apps for longer than we intend to. There's an addictive quality to swiping, to scrolling, to being given these options and options on the dating apps. And on social media, we're just seeing everyone's life. We're seeing recommendations and product. Like it's a lot of stimulation that our brain is like, yeah, 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 more, more. But can we create a boundary or a time limit on which we are engaging with the apps? And this takes discipline. So like make no mistake, it's going to be a second before you really get this. But what I started to do was designate a certain block of time or a couple blocks of time during the week when I would get on the apps to swipe and to engage in conversation and hopefully like maybe set up some IRL dates. I think that 30 minutes is a really realistic time period. It's enough to which you can do your thing but not so much that you're teetering on that like serious drainage by being on technology too long. I would give yourself two 30-minute blocks in a week. I think that's pretty realistic. So maybe it's on a Sunday and a Thursday. I don't know. Whatever you want to do, designate a block of time to where you are engaging on the apps. If you have to set a timer, do it. Do whatever you have to do to stick to this. And then when you are not on the apps, I really want you to double down on what's happening in your real life. And I want you to practice presence in a way that you've never practiced presence before. So when you are walking on the street, when you're going into a store, when you are out to dinner with friends or family or what have you, you are able to remind yourself that you are in a body, that you are here in the present moment, and that there are gifts for you here, and that there are opportunities for you to grow or know yourself better here. I know that's a lot, right? But we're going to get into the habit of when we're not on the apps, we are going to be so totally present in our in real life life, right? So what that could look like, you might be at dinner with friends, 10 people at a table, buzzing restaurant, and you just place your palms on your thighs and you just feel your skin to skin or skin to your clothing. You feel your feet on the floor. You take just a deep breath. And as you take a deep breath, you just observe what's happening around you. You take it in. Who's here? How it makes you feel? 
looking at the food, the ambiance, the beauty of the restaurant, the beauty of the people around you, how amazing you feel. Just really taking it in over three to five deep breaths. There's nothing that needs to be said or explained to anyone about what you are doing, but this is a moment for you to honor where you are. I think when we are on the apps, we're so intent upon focusing on the future. So we're thinking about, well, is this person going to be a good partner? Like, are they going to be a a great husband or wife? Or literally our mind goes there and you know it. So don't deny it. (laughs) I know mine did. So when we are not on the apps, can we be as present as possible? So use that little exercise just to take in what is and just be like, wow, okay, here I am. And when you do that, I guarantee that there will be a moment or maybe a couple moments or opportunities where you'll realize that someone is in your midst, someone that could be interested in you or you interested in them, or maybe you're intrigued by someone. But if you were thinking so much about something else or future tripping or just with it in your head, you're going to miss it. So like, get ready to be surprised what presents can bring you. Presence will bring you the people that you don't expect to be just guides and stepping, I wouldn't say stepping stones because that means you're stepping on them, but really guiding you to either the next level, maybe closer to your person, maybe to know yourself better. This is what I want to cultivate because it translates into any relationship that you have, this power of presence. Okay. So talked about time limits when it comes to the apps. We talked about really doubling down on when you're off the apps, like not engaging on the apps to be super present in your life. Now, the apps as a tool, right? So I want you to think of the apps as almost like this, mm, like radio antenna. And we have the ability through our intention, through how we show up to these apps to tune the radio signal to a station that is connected to potentially someone or people who are more aligned for you in a romantic relationship sense. So if we kind of think about it like that, How do we tune to that specific channel? We can use intention for sure before we use the apps, even before you sign up for it, setting the intention. Before you start to swipe on it, setting the intention. Before you hop on every time, setting the intention. Then there's like the bio area, right? Where we have our name. I don't even know what they have these days. Like our favorite cheese, I have no idea, but there's a lot to fill out as far as how to describe ourselves. And it's hard. I've, I've never felt complete when I do any of that like short form bio stuff. But what I do know is that when you are yourself, you are going to attune yourself to the frequency of the one who could potentially be looking for you, who could potentially be desiring a relationship with someone like you and vice versa. So 
if you find yourself filling out the bio and being like, well, I think someone would think this was cute or hot or sexy or intriguing or smart or anything like that, I want us to take a deep breath, take a step back and evaluate the intention with that. So in that instance, we are trying to morph into someone, be seen as someone, be received as someone who we perceive another person would like when really the most powerful way that we can show up to these apps is to be ourself. So give it a try, give it a whirl, give it an edit on that bio. And I really want more of you, more of you in that bio and description. Same goes for when you engage in the direct messaging feature in these apps. I really want you to be yourself. I want you to drop the games. And I want you to be honest. There's a lot of opportunity in these conversations in the apps to be honest. And oftentimes we don't take it because we're afraid of what the other person will think. But you really have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Because if you are honest, you are going to create a natural, powerful filter around this experience. If this person does not want to engage after you being honest about something, then while might be disappointing in the moment, it's going to be a huge relief because thank you. Thank you for clearing the way. Thank you for not wasting my time. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for just like reminding me how powerful it is to be myself and to be honest. So I want us to be honest. I want us to be ourselves because these apps are tools and what we bring to them, how we be within them is really how well the tool works for us. Because they are tools, we don't want to be using them as a shield. So these are very like quick, temporary, in-between tools. We don't want them to be the mode in which we satisfy the feeling of dating. Put more simply, a lot of people will just be on the apps and have a lot of conversations and do talk a lot of game and never actually meet people. They just want to throw numbers up on the board, to be completely blunt. And also, I have a feeling that there might be some reservations around and and nervousness and anxiety around actually dating and putting themselves out there, which is like very courageous. So I'm not surprised, but we don't want to use it as this shield and this mask between us and the real life experience with another person. So please, please remember that. Please, please, please. And you can practice by either initiating or saying yes. When people ask you out, obviously it has to feel good. You'll feel it in your body. You'll be like, okay, yeah, let's do this. It doesn't guarantee it's going to be the most amazing date or the person you're going to spend your life with. But I want us to really lean in and out of the world that's created within the app and the safety that's, quote, quote, the safety or the comfort that's created within a textual conversation rather than meeting someone, taking in their energy, or like 
getting to know their energy in real life, hearing their voice, picking up on just the nuance and the subtle energies between you. That, my friends, is the real juice. Apps are just the tool to potentially get there. Jury's out on whether the apps are a good thing or a bad thing for dating these days, but I think it's inevitable and it just is what it is. You don't have to be on the apps, but if you are, own it. Use it for the tool that it is and take responsibility for how you show up and what you infuse into this experience with the apps. Dating done differently. How do we feel? How do we feel? Okay, so intention. We're going to revisit our list. We have some practices that are going to shift literally like our DNA when it comes to dating. And we are going to be very mindful and thoughtful about the energetics around the apps and how we can really take that into our own hands. Amazing. For more on Dating Done Differently, you can join the Sacredness of Being Single at sacrednessofbeingsingle.com. This is the newest module I'm so excited about. And if you have any questions, please DM me at Lindsay Simsick on Instagram. I am thrilled. I am thrilled that we are all waking up to how we want to feel within relationship. And we are starting now well before being in that relationship. So I'm proud of you. I know how daunting, how exhausting this process can be, but it doesn't have to be. And we can really reclaim our power and our energy when it comes to dating. And you can be more of yourself. You can be more joyful in this process. It is your right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Almost 30. I love you guys so much. I appreciate you. And if there are any other topics that you want us to discuss, please let us know. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And I will see you really, really soon.